0: An outlaw. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. Okay. Okay, outlaw. You can tell yourself that. But I might be the only person in the whole galaxy who knows what you really are. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You are the good guy. I am not the good guy. I am definitely not the good guy. Mm. I'm a terrible person. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report.
1: This is springtime for Hitler and This is the greatest show.
0: This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
2: The volume down. Hello, this is uh, Team Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores hey, the Hollywood and film industry for the greater good. Sorry, I feel like I'm shouting over the thing, but that's because I <laughs> I couldn't reach the button in time. The greater good. Thanks. I'm all discombobulated here. I'm, I'm I am I am recording you live from from a leaning apartment. I it literally is leaning apartment. Um, I am here in beautiful. Okay, it's not beautiful. I'm here in rustic <laughs> Indianapolis. Um, <laughs> the only parts that I've seen have, have, have really bad roads and, uh, um, frankly, some, some storm damage. So I know people are rebuilding here and, uh, um, there's, there were Why? some, uh, there's some, the neighborhood that I'm in right now, it it looks like not like Katrina level, but it looks like a tornado came through some parts of this. I mean, the building, I'm oh my in now is really? yeah, the building I'm in now is, uh, probably renovated within the last year. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but again, I joke. Uh, uh, I told Sam uh, the the floor, the building literally is leaning about a three degree down to to towards the outside. So, like when I lay in my bed, the blood is rushing to my face. Um,
1: <laughs> so you like so you hall. have to roll towards
2: the wall. Uh, no, I feel like so. Literally, my my um. I'm on a, a job. Here. I'm on a job install for those of you who are wondering your care. Uh, my boss is in the other room. He literally took the cutting board out of the kitchen and propped up his bed so that his bed is level, <laughs> <laughs> perpendicular to the to the earth. So anyway, no no one cares about that. I, I would sleep upside down in that bed if I were you. Uh, yeah, I might, but the sheets are all tucked in and all that crap. Anyway, so this is episode two fifty five. No one cares about my 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 yeah. situation, though. If you go that, to, that person in Russia does. Uh well I don't know I wish they they uh, they download some more episodes I know we have our friends in uh, Spain and the UK are listening which is really cool yeah. um by the way um I, I I learned this actually this last weekend I was with my my family on my vacation and I mentioned that we had consistent listeners from other countries and they said well a lot of people use you know American podcasts for like uh, ways to learn English. Aren't- and I said, yeah. well, holy crap, I hope I'm oh. not using our podcast for that, because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to learn good English is the problem. They'll learn North Carolina English. Yeah. Yeah. We don't all sound this bad. No, let's just be honest. Um, though we sound better than some. Anyway, that is um, very... I haven't even intro this, this movie yet. Holy crap. This is episode 255, and today we're talking about Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, I am Sean Allred. Joining me tonight is Andrew. Metal dice seems noisy. Jimison.
0: Hey, guys. Um, It's storming at my house, and I feel like there's hail hitting my windows, so... Right. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It sounds like I'm in a wash machine, that's why.
2: Oh. Okay. So, like, when the ice maker does its thing, we should just assume that it's, in fact, the ice maker. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I had a joke building in my brain, and then it just flew out like a fart in the wind. It uh, died. And Sam, feed him to the beast vector. Yes, yes. Just so you know, Sean, I always shoot first. You know, and that's one thing that they did right in this movie. Han, not only did he shoot first, he shot his friend and kind of father figure. Like, he did it. So oh, yeah. He did it. And he owned up to it, too. He owned it. And he felt bad about it. But he had to. Yeah. Yeah. He really did. So, yeah, this is 2018s. This is a new movie, right? 2018's a Star Wars story. Solo, a yeah. Star Wars story. um, Much maligned Star Wars yeah. movie. And um, so we're here to kind of talk about it, obviously, because that's what we do as a show. Uh, but first, Andrew is going to tell us. What the? Um, I guess the, the, we all kind of know what Star Wars is, I think. I think that's fair to say. Um, we all know what Star Wars is. But in case you somehow missed that there was a, a movie about Han Solo specifically, let's, let's let Andrew read a little bit about, about it. All right. During an adventure into the criminal underworld,
0: Han Solo meets his future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando Calrissian, years before joining the Rebellion.
2: Yeah. All right. Lando. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. The, Donald Glover and Lando is the most brilliant thing I've seen. Yes. Since, I don't know. Yeah. Since, uh, since Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I mean, it's. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good it's, comparison. It's just perfect. It's so he. I want to see a movie of just him. Oh, wouldn't yeah. you love to? Wouldn't show? that be great? It I actually would be really good. Just him on his smuggling adventures and yeah, it um, being all like, you know, de- "Look, glad we here?" You know, just Billy <laughs> D. Williams and it up. I think that'd be great. Um, <laughs> so, so here's the here's the thing with this movie, right? The 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 oh, I, I can hear myself ooh. really loud in your headset, Sam. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. For some reason, I'm hearing myself really loud. Um, I, I'm, Here. I, I think it's fine now. Anyway, um, so so Disney acquires Star Wars, right? We all know this. And so then Disney buys it and says, hey, we want to make a lot of money because, of in, uh, because Marvel's great. So now we want the Star Wars brand to do great. So we're going to, uh, you know, kick this thing back off and we're going to do...
1: Bunch of prequels.
2: Um, uh, well, no, we're going to do, well, we did The Force Awakens first, right? And The Force Awakens made a yeah. billion dollars. And it was a J.J. Abrams movie, and we all have had, we, we, we did an episode on it. We've, we've had, uh, you know, The Force Awakens, I thought, was a, was, a, was a wonderful movie with very few. A wonderful reboot. With, it was basically. a reboot. It was a reboot, and basically it was a, uh, or a, re, a retelling of the same story. Uh, yeah. In a new, sci- new fun way, introducing some new, fun, interesting characters um, with some bad physics involved. <laughs> and then <laughs> out comes Rogue One. Yes. And, and people were confused because they are like, well, wait a minute, is this the story after, where's Han, where's Luke? And they're like, no, 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 this is before... A new hope, and then they're like, "Well, is this the one where the Bothans die?" No, that's before. Like, so there was a lot of confusion for some reason, but so people eventually figured it out. Oh, this, Rogue One, and Rogue One was very successful. It was financially I successful. Love Rogue One, and it was, I think, liked by most. Um, yeah. it, even though it went over major reshoots and re edits and um and whatever, so then out comes. Within, I think, six months of that movie comes The Last Jedi. And yeah. people hated The Last Jedi. I mean, hated I don't
1: it. understand the
2: hate. Some no um, people hate. it. Some people hated it, but like... I, it, it was, I enjoyed it. I see. I actually, I think I mentioned last week, I actually rewatched it within the last month. And I, I actually kind of enjoyed it more that time than I did this time I saw it in the theater. Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. I thought some stuff was unnecessary, but that's not the point. The point is, is that the movie was kind of like a 50-50, and as a result, it did not do well financially. And then this movie comes out like four or five months right after that, right? Because this is a May release, May 25th. Yeah. And so I Too think soon. Yes, too soon. It, it was too soon. I think people still kind of were bummed out about the Last Jedi, so people just didn't go see this movie. Um, it it made money, but very little. It was a huge budget, just astronomical, because of the reshoots and the re edits, and the, you know they brought in Ron Howard, right? Yeah. After the original, it was uh, Lord,
1: Lord and what's his name Miller, right, or
2: before yeah um
1: the guys who did Lego movie
2: yeah it was uh, hold on it was uh, they they were they were given producer credits um i thought are you sure yeah I, I can't find them it it's in the trivia I can't find them but anyway the the point is is that uh, produced producers oh, there's so many producers, good Lord. I can't find it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry, um, but anyway, they yeah they get fired basically halfway through mm-hmm. production by Kathleen Kennedy, the, the the kind of the boss of the Star Wars world. And do we ever figure out why? No, not that I could. Again, now okay. There there is so much trivia. Um, I I I typically budget about thirty to forty five minutes worth of kind of show prep for the podcast, I would mm-hmm. not have had i would we would i would still be reading trivia if I had read all of it wow um, i would i mean there's there's so much of it it's ridiculous there are two hundred and sixty two items in the in the trivia on wow. this movie, which is insane so anyway um so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the, to answer your, your your question, Sam, and I'm trying to find yeah. it, but I can't. Uh, anyway, so so the movie was too soon, I think, after all that, and again, people were, um, I think, turned off by the reshoots and the new director, and maybe because the the Han character was a, a no name. I don't know. Like, like what, what do you think? Well, you know, Star Wars has always, and and I feel like, kind of done that quite
0: well. They've taken no name actors and and really made them big. I mean, Harrison Ford and, uh, Mark and Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. They were pretty much nobodies. I mean, they had done a, a few things, but the main world didn't know about those people until Star Wars. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, I think Star Wars has always done a pretty good job of finding little-known actors and really bringing them to stardom. However, in this one, I don't think they
1: succeeded. No, he just doesn't have the charisma. That I mean, it, it's hard to match the charisma of of uh, Harrison Ford. It's just it's going to be virtually impossible. And I think I I shared with you guys the deep fake video of um, them aging down Harrison Ford and putting his face on the guy. Uh,
2: and I didn't see that. Or you didn't
1: see that. Oh, no. it was brilliant. And it looks amazing, but the voice is just completely wrong for the character. It's just hard to, hard to see Hans. Well, Han Solo um, with that guy's voice. I just don't think he, they, I don't think he was the guy for the job. Hmm. And I think that was the main detractor from this movie. Otherwise, I mean, how can you complain? It's, it's in the Star Wars universe. It's got the aliens. It's got the action. It's got the adventure. I, it's got everything I want to see in a Star Wars film.
2: It, it, and honestly, it has a little bit more intrigue than most Star Wars mm-hmm. movies. I mean, let's, let's be honest. A New Hope, th- there, there is nothing complicated about A New Hope. That is a simple-ass no. movie. Empire Strikes Back gets a little bit more complicated because we get a little bit more of the Jedi stuff and some backstabbing. Yeah. yeah, we get a little more backstabbing. And then Return of the Jedi, again, that's a simple-ass movie. Um, <clears throat> They're all kind of simple. Let me just be real. They're simple. This movie, there's... You got outlaws and, and things happening and then he betrays him and then he gets betrayed there and then he double-crosses yeah. and then the triple-cross, like... There, there's stuff that you actually kind of have to pay attention to in this movie. I don't yep. think that's the reason why it didn't succeed. I think that that make that bodes well for it. I I enjoy. I liked this movie. I haven't said that yet. I liked yeah, this movie. I did too. I liked it a I lot. Did too. I there I, are I parts of it. it. I the, I don't I don't know. Maybe you'll tell me the parts that you didn't like, and I'll go. Oh yeah, you're right. I, I can't as I sit here now, and I watched it last night, and uh, I had you know 24 hours to kind of stew and chew on it. I, there's nothing that really bothers me about it. I, the dude playing Han, the only part that I don't like about him as an actor is I think he smiles too much, you yeah. know like yeah, he, he looks like a dude that is um like you know, sometimes you see people that get put in front of cameras and they don't know what to do, so they just smile. Yeah. What do I do with my hands? Yeah. Like he seemed like that a little bit, but a lot of the other stuff that he did, I thought was really well. Because um, he's yeah. not trying to. He's not trying to do Hans... Or he's not trying to be Harrison Ford, right? Just like Christopher Pine when he did the new Kirk, he was like, I wasn't going to do William Shatner. I'm going to do me. So yeah, I, you're, you're, he doesn't have the charisma, but um. You know Harrison Ford is a once in a generation kind of actor, so i don't I don't yeah. fault that for him personally, but a lot of the other stuff I thought he did really well. I mean the chemistry between him and whoever was in the suit for Chewbacca was really fun, yeah like yeah, like the little back and forth that they do, I thought was really fun. there's a lot of really kind of silly I know it's a little hand wavy towards the fans, but like when Chewie finally takes the co- the, the co pilot spot, and they get you get the Star Wars theme, that part was just cool. I liked it. Yeah. I did. So I don't know what's wrong with people. I really you should go watch it. It's such a good movie. It's fun. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just, if you're if
1: you're watch if you're not watching it just because of the reviews, uh, d- this is one of those movies that you you got to go see irregardless.
2: It's got a seven point on IMDb. Oh, does it really? Yeah, people... Where, where did all these bad reviews come from? I, I don't know, and I don't, I really don't. Um, Maybe, may, literally, it's the fatigue. It has to
1: be the fatigue. I think you're right. Especially com, coming after, right after uh, uh, this new one.
2: Yeah, after, um, after The Last Jedi. And again, let's let's be honest. Let's say that The Last Jedi was as um, fun and, and and adventurous as... The Force Awakens, let's say that yeah. that's, that was another billion dollar movie then I think this movie makes 800 million dollars because people are like, yeah, yeah. I want more <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? but, but, but because yeah. The Last Jedi was so what it was I think people, you're right <laughs> there's also a reason why when J.J. is coming back to do the ninth movie, they, they, they held it another year so we're not getting it until yeah. December of 19. And then the next Star Wars thing we get, the next Star Wars movie, isn't going to be until like 2022 or 2021. They're, they've said we're going to slow down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, they, they realize they can't be Marvel with yeah. this stuff.
2: Um, yes, yeah, because in Marvel you have so many different characters to, to, to introduce. Yeah. Star Wars there's like there's like eight people. Yeah. And um and they're all related. So yeah. so that's why we're getting um some more TV stuff, right? Uh yeah. well, I think this and I'm one of the people
0: that actually liked the last Jedi. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I did too. And th- this one I don't know if it's just Maybe the, my big issue was just the actors, and I find it, well, actually, I did like Woody Harrelson's character.
2: Oh, he's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I thought he was probably, aside from Danny Glover, not Danny Glover, Donald Glover.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm getting uh, too old for uh, this who, shit.
0: Like. I'm sorry. I'm getting sorry. too old for this. I misspoke. Um, but, uh, it, it. where was I? I'm sorry.
2: Um, I'm trying to... You were talking about the actors and the, maybe yeah. some of the casting you didn't like.
0: Yeah. I don't know. This, to me, and maybe it's because I haven't watched a lot of the the uh, like Star Wars Rebels and, and the animated stuff. So, I don't know if it deals with any of this or not. I know at the end, the big kind of spoiler at the end, has a little bit to do with it, but to me, this was not a Star Wars story. It didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Which I oh. know it's I know it's Solo, a Star Wars story, but it's. I mean, it felt like a space adventure, but to me, it didn't feel like Star Wars. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, having you know, Kubo- there- you know certainly helps, but. Had that character been replaced with any other character, the story would have been the same to me.
2: Well, I mean, it's. uh, There are certainly um, friendships in movies and TV that are iconic. Kirk and Spock. Um. I can't think of anything else right now. I'm so tired. Oh, and I just
1: the, the T. The T. Rex and uh, yeah, the John people. Hammond.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Um, anyway, there are way better ones that I just can't think <laughs> of right now. The people are there are, are looking at their phones, going, "Of course, duh." The dude in his thing, uh, Michael Knight in his car. You know, like yeah, Indiana
1: Jones and short stuff,
2: uh, short round. <laughs> <Sure>. uh, <laughs> Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Um, no, that's not a good one. But there are better ones. But anyway, my point is, is that like <laughs> their relationship was I thought was just so cool. I really did. Like the way that they help each other at the beginning and then Chewie kind of trusts him. And the fact that Han kinda gets him out of out of the place where he was, he kinda saves his life, right? And then at the end towards the end of the movie, I guess it's actually the middle of the movie where they do the big heist, he's like, yeah. you know what? Go, go save your friends. Go save your family. Go do what you got to do, right? I'll, hopefully I'll see you around. Like, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm releasing you of this obligation. Go do your thing. And then he comes back to help out. And then that moment where Chewie, and uh, we, I find out in the trivia, it's like, he, it's like family or something. Like, it's not just the fact that, that the Wookiee, it's like a Wookiee that he knows, Oh really? Yeah. I that. Um, he he does the thing where he like leans his head up against him, and he's like, "Hey, I, I gotta go with this guy." Like like that moment for whatever reason hit me more to last night than normal. Like the first couple times I saw the movie, it's like you know what? Like like it, it's more than just a friendship at this point. It is now a bond. Something has yeah. happened, and it's more than just. The dude. Exalted
1: experience has put, connected these guys <laughs> there you go, in ways that no other friends could, could be.
2: But it, yeah, it's, yes, whatever it is. And I think, and it, I was about to make the comparison, it's more than Robin Hood and Azim from Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, where he feels obligated. Just owing his life or Yeah, he feels his obligated. Life. Yeah. It's, it feels more than that. And just by the banter that they have, again, it's 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 just great. You know, he says like he, Chewie goes and he goes, "Hey, you're touchy." <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that stuff was great. And Amelia Clark as the girlfriend again. Game of Thrones is super popular. If you're going to get an opportunity to put her in your movie, you're going to do it because she's hot and, and actually a pretty good actress. Yeah. Um, and I thought she was really good and very manipulative in this movie. And they set this movie up for a sequel. I mean, they truly did. And yeah. And I think they'll make one, honestly. I do. I one know. day. Yeah, they'll, I yeah, agree. They need to give it a couple years. But they're going to make a sequel.
1: And uh, There's I, too much there that that you could do,
2: yeah, I think. Because there's we're about f- six or seven years between now, when this movie ends, and when we meet Han and Chewie in A New Hope. So, you know, there's... There's opportunity to for it to see him do some stuff. Maybe to see the the time where he had to dump the cargo for Jabba the Hutt and get yeah, because that's where
1: he was headed.
2: Yeah, to go pay Haba to pay Haba to pay Jabba back. Yeah. Um, so. and
1: well, can I can I mention my my one beef with the film? Yeah, please. As, as much as I would love to to tout another game of thrones person the voice acting for the robot what's her name um
2: oh uh, i don't know uh, uh,
1: the 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 rebel robot. the robot who with feelings
2: phoebe waller bridge
1: yeah i i thought that was hokey to me it came across as unneeded and weird
2: i honestly didn't yeah. know who I, that
0: was you know the robots and the, the droids have always been a, an important part of Star Wars, and the relationships between and, and the interactions with the humans and aliens. But
2: but this one, I, she's not in. Didn't. She's not in Game of Thrones. Yes, she was. She was Brianna Tarth. No, no, Brianna Tarth, She was. Uh, she was Captain Phasma in.
1: Yes, and she was the voice of this
2: robot, I believe. I just told you her name. Her name is it sounds similar. Yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's 100% not the same woman. I mean,
1: I'm pretty sure it's the same woman.
2: Oh. Is, this, is this the thing where you do the thing where you dig no. in where you know you're wrong?
1: <laughs> it's the same woman. I know it. Okay. So, so I and you, you must have made a mistake. Yeah,
2: okay, there it is. There it is. Now I know you're, you're just full of garbage. Um, go ahead, Andrew. Oh no, I was just saying, I, this relationship,
0: and I know that it was meant to be, it was, a, it was a way to humanize Lando, but I didn't, this is another part of the movie I didn't really buy, was this yeah. droid and, and
1: the, it, this droid. It was silly. Yeah, yeah. Well. It was, it was prequel type storytelling to me.
0: It was too, the droid was, I think they tried to make it too human because this is, this is a prequel in the sense that it's happening before four, five, and six. And those droids, none of them were as human and uh, as this one was.
2: Well, and here's here's the problem. And I'm going to give you two names. Two word, two word answer, two word answer to the problem, or the, actually the, not the answer, the problem. Alan Tudyk, he was so brilliant, oh, so
1: good. Rogue One,
2: as in K two S O, he was perfect. Because, yeah, because because he comes and across, they tried to
1: replicate that, and it just yeah. didn't and didn't work.
2: You're right. We now live in a post K two S O where he is sarcastic, and and they explain it. he's like, yeah, when we reprogrammed him, he he kind of messed up his wiring and now he just kind of says whatever comes into his circuits. And so he's <laughs> snarky and kind of um uh whatever, right? Like he's 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 hilarious. But he's hilarious yeah. in the most dry robot way. Yeah. Yes. You know. He's
1: not entirely human.
2: No, he's a robot. It, I will yeah, come with it, you because Cassian says I have to. I mean that's hilarious yes. because it's dry. It's are dad jokes, and it's something a robot would say. Yeah, but you're. Right. I will
1: because I must.
2: Yeah, and you're not wrong with this this um, not Brienne of Tarth voice uh, yeah, being Brienne. too yep. too human. I mean the whole okay. Th- so there's something else in the trivia that I didn't want to read, but I did, and whatever. Is that you know kind of how she's she makes this comment about how Lando is in love with her yeah uh, apparently it's part of the canon that Lando is a we all know he is a sexual man <laughs> but he is yes. not heterosexual he is omnisexual which there is there is supposed to be implications that he and her have done things together wow <laughs> so so that's why he's like more kind of emotional about her being shot, than. Um, and frankly, I didn't feel any emotional connection. Like like when K two S g- O goes, I, I oh dude, I wept. Yeah, I wept a tear. Yeah, I didn't care that she she got shot. I didn't care. No, nope. because she's just kind of this loud, obnoxious thing,
1: and, and that was it. She was obnoxious. Yeah. And that's what I mean by the the prequel feeling of it is just, you know, Jar Jar, Jar Binks type of obnoxious to me. Yeah, and it's not like she ruined the entire movie because she's not no. in the whole movie. No, yeah. But um, it's just mm, it was just rubbed me the wrong way.
2: Yeah, there were other ways to. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I, it, it honestly I hadn't really thought about it until you said it. But yeah, you're right. It it she is kind of annoying. Um. <laughs> yes, Andrew? You have something to say? No, I was just laughing. Oh, okay. Um. Yes. Uh, the only... Okay, I don't know why this bothered me this time. Every other time we ever see Han behind the controls of the Millennium Falcon, we have never, until this movie, seen the the controls for the ship. It's just the dash and a bunch of buttons and him moving yeah. his hands off screen. That's always what it's been. You never see him with a joystick or a, a handlebar yeah. or whatever. And for whatever reason seeing them in this movie cheapened the sh- the ship for some reason. I don't know why. Really? I don't I don't I don't know why it bothered me.
1: Was uh, there something magical about not knowing how he was
2: flying it? Yeah. Really? There's there's something like I don't need to know how they, they fly the Enterprise. I don't care. He pushes buttons and things happen. I don't need the camera to be behind Solo or Sulu while he beep, boop, bop, beep and <laughs> controls the engines and does the thing. You know, like, I don't care. And that's why I was always fine with the original versions where they just show them behind the controls and he hits buttons. Like, I don't care. That's not the yeah. point. And for whatever reason... Kind of like
1: the... Uh, oh, gosh, the spoof movie. That we all love. Galaxy Quest. Quest. Galaxy Quest, right? Yeah. They design well, it to the specs.
2: Well, yeah, they just yeah, but like in that movie, well, that's, yeah, but that's different. But yeah, um, you can actually see him flying ship as he would as he would fly like this ship. Um, you know, controls like handlebars, like a joystick, not a joystick, but like a pilot's sh- you know shifter. Yeah, so. but like I don't know why for some reason it just. And here's the thing, okay, this, this is actually what it more boils down to than anything else, is when movies get flight controls wrong, it, it bothers mm. me. It really bothers me, and I, don't, I can't get past it. Because, like, here's the best example. The spaceship from Independence Day, when Will Smith, those, those controls would not work on a spaceship. He goes forward with the two. To go forward? No. It would go down and crash. <laughs> that's not your thrust. That's not your throttle. Your throttle has to be something else. It can't Wait, go.
1: wasn't that an alien
2: spaceship, though? It was an alien spaceship. It still doesn't work. So it could It could go... I mean, maybe they okay. do things differently. Okay, fine. So if forward goes forward, then how do you go up? Then there needs to you, be something you, else. You have to have something else to make it go up. You've got forward. a foot pedal. Then <laughs> show me the foot pedal. Because he, well, because in the, in the movie, remember, he, he pulls it back to go forward, and he's like, oh, some asshole. And he has to flip the sticky around. Remember the sticky note? And he, has, he makes a joke about it. Like, it's some oh, yeah, that's right. So then he has to pull the stick forward or back or something. But it, it doesn't work that way. There's nothing. That, and, and other movies do this, too, where you, you're missing part of the control. And so, for whatever reason, to me, it just looked like a steering wheel that was just handles, right? Like a bike mm-hmm. handlebar. That's what it looked like. So, like when he spins it to the to the left to knock the Tie Fighter, okay, the the, the Falcon. But how come when he did it that time, the Falcon spun, but other times it turned? You know, like. Well, that's because he was pressing the right foot pedal. I, that's that's the thing. Is like if you're gonna do that kind of thing, then either show me all of it or don't show me any of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. I don't need to see Han flying when he did in the Empire when he's flying through the asteroid field. That part was so awesome and amazing at, at the time. And what were they list lazily to the left? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, I didn't. I didn't need to see the controls. I don't know. I don't know why it bugs me. It just does. It's just one of those stupid things that I can't get my brain around out of my brain. So. It's a me thing. It's totally a me thing. Now,
1: is that important in a movie as your gun sounding the way they should, or yeah, um, shooting too many bullets, yeah, or not enough?
2: Yeah, if you're gonna have a a, a, a a sincere attempt to do that kind of a thing, it should be right. Like in, in Army of Darkness, we all love that movie. It's it's a spoof, right? It's not. It's campy. It's so not meant to be taken it, very seriously. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that he. Never reloads the shotgun, a double barrel shotgun, and they actually make a cocking noise like it's a pump shotgun in the movie. (laughs) I don't care because that movie is ridiculous. You know, but when your your movie is Commando and you're trying to be a serious action flick, and one grenade blows up a building like a nuclear explosion, that's not right. It's just (laughs) that's just dumb. And, and shooting bazookas backwards and things like that, you know, like, like whatever. So, anyway, I just, I, I, just get the, get the tech right, is all I'm saying. If you're going to have yeah. him in having the handlebar thing, you need to show him going up and down. It, you know what I'm saying? It needs to move forward for down and back for up, like a, a normal airplane does that we have today. Like, this technology is we're now at a hundred years of this of flying. You know, what I'm saying like, this is not new technology. Make it like any other airplane that's ever existed. I just well, this was a
1: long, long time ago too. You're maybe not, they, you're, you know, maybe they just did things.
2: They maybe differently. you're right. Maybe they just did things differently back then. It's yeah. weird. I don't know. Yeah. Now I will say this: this movie does a couple of things that. They don't bother me. They actually don't bother me. I don't, I don't mind this. But some people get annoyed by them, and it, um, it is what it is. Some people don't like when you have a movie, and here are the things. Indiana Jones. This is the example. Okay, Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford has a scar on his chin. He got it when he was a kid. He's always had it. And he has a whip, and he has a hat, and he has a gun and a thing. Right. So in Indiana yep. Jones and the Last Crusade, we have to learn where he gets the whip and the hat, and the scarf from. In the first 10 minutes Mm. of the movie, we have to learn these things. So that never bothered me. I never cared. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how he gets these things. So in this movie, how he gets this powerful blaster is from Tobias, because it used to be a sniper rifle that he turned into a pistol. That's why (laughs) it's a powerful gun. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him giving it to him as a rite of passage. You're part of the team. Here's a gun. Okay? I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with him, like all of those things. Those things didn't bother me. But for some reason, I remember people being online really pissed off about that stuff. That never, I don't know, it's just... They ruined the mystique of Han Solo or something. Does that stuff bother you? Maybe I'm I'm being a hypocrite because I'm saying that stuff doesn't bother me, but the flying thing he does, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's where I was getting ready to go. (laughs) Call me a hypocrite? Well, I wasn't going to go that far, but I was... (laughs) Oh, I was. But I was going to say, you know, there there are people that are probably thinking, well, I don't care about the light controls, but yeah. I'm pissed off about the gun. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to see where he gets it from. I mean, we don't need to, but it's kind of neat because now you know the history about it. Now you know that the, the, the gun that he used throughout his career was given to him by the guy who who taught him how to be an outlaw, who he then shot with. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean... um
1: i i, I think and had to shoot there was I, I mean yeah. you go we have to agree that there was no
2: other way around that oh yeah 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 uh i i that stuff doesn't that stuff doesn't bother me, so I don't know i just anyway, that's fine um interesting okay, here's something that kind of this actually kind of did annoy me truly, remember in Harry Potter the first one the very first one. That's that. This is the. That's exact point I'm getting to, where Harry and the team go visit Hagrid, and he's sitting on his porch playing the flute, and he's playing the Harry Potter theme. Did that ever bother you? Yeah, I hate when they do stuff like that. Honestly, didn't even notice that. Oh, it it's. So when they oh that bothered me when they're showing a commercial, join the imperial whatever, and they're playing the imperial imperial march. Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, I have not rolled my eyes so hard in a movie until that moment. I, I can't, st- I just don't like it when you do that. You're breaking a wall. Yeah. yeah. The The, the, imp- the
1: soundtrack the, should not, should in be. a movie like this, in a John Williams movie, well, then, but then you've got uh, Close Encounters.
2: Okay, so but that's, that's a what plot you, device. Hmm. The music is literally a plot device. It's not like the whole movie. You don't hear that theme in the soundtrack of the movie and then you get to that part and they use it, that part, that part doesn't happen until the end of the movie and it becomes yeah. part of the conversation. That's, that's, that's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's like if Luke and, and Obi-Wan are on their way to Mos Eisley and he turns on the radio and it's playing the Star Wars Cantina band. Actually, no, that's part of the movie. It's playing the Star Wars theme. Like, that's, that, you can't do that. You can't do that. I yeah. just, no, I agree. I, I don't. That that it annoyed me this time more than it did the first time, and maybe because I didn't notice it the first time, or maybe because the first time I was like, "Oh, hey, that's the Imperial March. That's dumb," but I didn't care at the time. But I, it bothered me this time.
0: So, had they shown stormtroopers with violins playing the <laughs> in <laughs> in the original series? Playing
2: if, as Darth Vader walk. If Darth Vader comes onto the ship, onto the to the bridge of the uh, the mega Darth, uh, star destroyer, super star destroyer, for the first time, because that's the first time we really get the Imperial March. If there literally is a Imperial band, like we have an air force band and a mili- you know Marine band, like we have military bands, and they're there playing the march because here comes our chief Vader, glorious leader, yes. yes then I'm fine with it. You know what I'm saying? Then, okay, fine. The Imperial March is part of the movie. It's in the world. But they would never do that because... (laughs) How do you play a brass instrument with that stupid helmet on all the time? (laughs) Oh, and how convenient that... How convenient Han got to wear a helmet that didn't have a face mask so we could see his face. Um,
1: Oh, now... Can I mention that some of the visuals in this movie were amazing, dude? So Holy pretty.
2: crap! It's so pretty. The
1: I, um, the star destroyer. That in is the, the coolest the scene
2: on a movie. I mean, it's like in in a, in a single moment, dude. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It truly is beautiful. I almost want that as like a poster. Well, you know, I was going
1: to compare it to you know the Avengers with, with Captain America against all the the bad guys there at the very end. No, it's different. And, uh, that yeah. well, no, just for sheer beauty of the shot.
2: Yeah, that's what um, you're saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, feeling-wise, no, but the beauty of the shot that that darn star destroyer coming in through the fog of the of the of the wormhole or whatever they were in the Kessel Run. Yeah, um, is just flipping amazing, absolutely amazing. It
2: it really is. It's it's it's. Um, I don't know if that was Ron Howard's idea or what, but. Yeah, good on you. That that part was. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a beautiful shot. The, the, the visuals of them flying the Kessel Run were were awesome. The ship yeah. looked great. Um, yeah. The fight scene on the on the space train was really cool. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, no. The, the only thing that was kind of ho hum was the um, was the mining planet. I don't think there was anything there that I was like, you know, I've never. I've seen
2: all that before. Does yeah, that make sense? But it's just a dirty, grimy uh, place. Yeah. So, yeah, we've seen that, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, but they, they saved the part that you hadn't seen. They, they had not, we had not seen in Star Wars film, a space mm-hmm. being. Uh, that's not yes. true. I just lied. The worm, the worm and yeah. empire. That's a space being. Mm, I forgot about that. Um, a flying space being, I guess. That yeah. The big the big Leviathan thing was. I mean, it was really cool, and all, I didn't notice it was this time. I noticed that while it's trying to escape the the, the what do they call it a gravity well. I guess it's basically like a black hole. Black hole. It yeah. Get, you see, it's like skin get like ripped off its its skull a little bit. It was kind of gross. Oh, know, I'll check that out. Yeah, I didn't notice it the first couple times I watched this movie. Huh. So the other thing, <coughs> sorry, I didn't get to the button in time. The other thing that this movie does, Sam. Okay. I'm calling you out specifically because we've had conversations about this in the past, and I have long, and nerds around the world have, have long since basically said that when George Lucas wrote the line, this is the ship that made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, he screwed up the line because a parsec is a measure of distance, not time. Mm-hmm. And this movie fixed the line. Right. Because the idea is that you can't do the Kessel Run in under twelve twenty 20 parsecs. You can't do it under 20. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it, you, and so he's like, well, I did it in 12. And of course, she always, yeah, says something. He goes, if you round down. <laughs> <laughs> So it would be like saying, "Well, I got to from I got from Charlotte to New York in three hundred miles. Well, you you can't physically do it in anything less than nine hundred. Well, I did it in three hundred. That's that's a feat. Like, did you? How did you do that? Did you know, like wormhole. I yeah, or did you dig through the earth under the curvature of the earth and just go straight? Like, how did you do that? So, so they." So the movie had to go out of its way to basically fix the line. And you know what? Totally fine with it. Great. You, you, you've, you've put all nerds. We can now stop and go, okay, the line makes sense now. <laughs> you had to have this whole big elaborate thing so that the, the line makes sense now. I'm good with that. Back to Andrew's point. I think it was Andrew's point. I don't remember now. Maybe it was Sam's. I can't remember. One of you two said something about not watching the cartoons and about the thing at the end. We want to talk about the thing at the end. Sure. What still, was Darth? You, you still there, Andrew? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. You're, you're 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 on my image. You haven't moved in about a minute and a half. There you go. I'm
0: not snoring, so
2: yeah, I'm I'm good. Okay, that's a good sign. Uh, so yeah, Darth Maul, right, is yep. at the end of the movie. I I guess, I mean, I'm not going to have to say spoilers, right? It's on Netflix, so go go watch the show. Uh, Yeah. Darth Maul shows up. Now, people that, this is my, I think I made this argument a while ago. If you are a huge fan of Star Wars and you love everything about it and you've watched the show, then you know Darth Maul is alive. Mm -hmm. If you're a casual fan, you're just like, I like the movies, don't want to really get into it more. And you're like, oh, he's back live. You probably don't care. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? but some people that are like, I love Star Wars, but I only watch the movies because why should I be forced to watch a cartoon kind of got mad. Like, well, wait a minute. He's <laughs> dead. Well, he's not. Um, and in the, in the Clone Wars, he has like about a four or five episode arc where it's him building his crime syndicate. And he gets his power by killing off a lot of the huts. So that really Jabba, yeah, Jabba is like the last one. That basically Jabba's like, Okay, I tell you what, you keep the stuff that you got, I'm gonna keep the stuff that I got, and we're gonna call it even. And he's like, All right. So one thing that I thought was kinda cool that I didn't notice the first time, that I noticed this time, is they got the actor that played Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. And the voice actor from the Clone Wars to huh. do Darth Maul. I didn't so know really. Yeah, so it's not his voice. Well, he, he has like one line. Well, he never said
1: anything, and yeah, In that's right. In
2: I think he's at last we'll finally have our revenge. So, but it, whereas in in you know Clone Wars he has lots and lots and lots of dialogue.
0: Yeah, and, and he's very British.
2: He is very British. Yeah, yeah. And very very proper and
1: like most most empire folks are British.
2: Yeah, well, but all of the all of his race are because we meet a bunch uh, of his brothers and they're they all sound the same. Racist. Okay.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> uh, unless you're a clone, when you
0: sound somewhat Mediterranean slash Spanish,
2: I don't Portuguese. know. He was he's British, I guess, or something. I don't know. Maybe he's Australian. I, I don't know. Anyway, but what I do know is that um, it, it does set up for a sequel if they want to use him. But if, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, you know how he eventually does meet his demise. And it's kind of awesome, honestly, how he gets, gets his in the end. So I won't spoil that for you. Go watch Star Wars Rebels. It's a great show.
1: Is that the one with the bad animation, though?
2: No, no. The one with the weird animation, the kind of two D cell animation, is yeah. uh, That's the Star Wars Resistance. Okay, so which one is the one that's decently animated? So the one that looks just like it's not just like Clone Wars. It's it's like Clone Wars in that it's CGI, like it's computer generated, but yeah, but it's it's cleaner and it's smoother than Clone Wars. OK, um, like the mouth moving is a little bit less choppy The people don't have quite square, sharp features because we just had better technology in the 2015, 2016, 17 that we did in the interesting or in the early. So August. like w- what movie did we watch for the podcast? We watched the Clone Wars movie, which was a which was a four episode arc to to kickstart the Clone Wars cartoon series. And that's why, you know, Obi-Wan has stiff hair and he always wears the same outfits. You know, things like that. Yeah. And it's all very early on. So it odds. gets better than that. It gets way better than that. Way better.
1: Uh, see, that's been holding me back from watching it because I thought it would be
2: no, clunky. it gets way better. I mean, the animation stays the same. Yeah. But, like, the voice acting gets a little bit better and the plot story gets a lot better. It gets way more interesting. There's a lot. Um, it gets a little politicky sometimes. <laughs> but we get way more jedi lore. Um we actually kind of find out how powerful Anakin really is. He yes. has he has a couple episodes where he gets to really show off his his jedi strength. Um you get to kind of meet more of the clones um and kind of have relationships with them. So the fact that they're actually the way the so the show ended um um so you remember Ahsoka Tano, right? The uh his apprentice. Yeah. We met from the, the annoying then. one. She gets way cooler. She gets yeah. way, she gets awesome. Um and she duel with well, us. Um, yeah, she's well, there's a big plot thing that happens with her where basically she loses faith in the Jedi Order and leaves the Jedi Order, leaves it completely. And so then Anakin mm. Uh, the last season, the last fifteen episodes, is without her. Well, they're making and it's coming out next month. They're they're finishing. It's like we're it's calling it season six, and basically it's going to finish the series because it was kind of canceled before they got to finish it. And she comes back, and the teaser trailer shows her coming back. Um, but something has to fall out. Other, there, there has to be another fallout because when she shows up in Star Wars Rebels, she fights Darth Vader but doesn't know who he is. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And that I fight mean, scene is awesome. Yeah. So. yeah, it is.
0: Do you think that Darth Maul gets pissed off when he listens to the Beatles? <coughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be.
2: Oh. There you go. That was a long. Uh, that was a long setup for the good joke there. I appreciate that. I didn't know where you're going. I'm like, like, a, is this like a head banging kind of a joke? Because he doesn't have hair.
0: Or do you think that, like, when he thinks back on that moment, that that's the song that plays in his head? I
2: don't know.
0: And everything know. slow motion.
2: Yeah, probably not. I don't know.
0: I like to think that, in my, in my mind, that's what I like to think.
2: <laughs> mm. um, okay. Clippies? Yeah, I guess that's it. I'm actually, oh, the only other show note that I haven't really mentioned is that, is it weird that, for whatever reason, the little metal dice that you could see in one shot in A New Hope that you never see again... All of a sudden, are now important. You know, they were they were important in the Last Jedi for some reason, and now they're important in this movie. Do we do we care about the metal dice? I just
0: uh, you not know really, I didn't even notice them in any of the original. Uh, this, I mean, I don't know if they possibly this was a way of connecting these two movies by making those important. Um because these are the only two movies that I really noticed them in.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the, because after uh, the last the last Jedi comes out, people are like, What are these metal dice that Luke is handing to Leia? Like why would she care about these things? And then they had people like all the nerds had to go and online and find the clip where you actually can see them in a new hope. But they're only in a new hope. You don't see them again. Mm mm. <coughs> I mean, it, honestly, it's like some set dresser thought, "Well, we should do fuzzy dice, but because it's space, it has to be metal." And so they they put them on the the would be rearview mirror of the cockpit, but but you but I mean, it's it's such a small thing, and then all of a sudden in the Last Jedi, it's like, "Oh, here's this memento that I have to give you." for some reason, to Leia, and then... Honestly, I think it's just the way that they were trying to connect these movies. I, I guess, but I mean, like, it, it forced you to go do some research. <laughs>
1: well, not <What are laughs> I wouldn't do it, no. well, I didn't
2: do it. No, but I mean, like, they're hoping you're going to go do the thing that we all did after Avengers and go, oh, who's the big purple guy at the end of the movie? I don't know who he is. Mm. So, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. Anyway... Well, it's it. not as much of a plot point. Well, yeah, you know, you're right. It's not like the fuzzy dice or the metal dice are going to be the bad guy that tries to wipe out all civilization. It's the yeah. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. Just whatever. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is, um, do you remember from Rogue One, um, Saw Gerrera, that character, the guy that's all machine and he has to breathe through mm-hmm. the thing and the crazy so hair? Force Ger- Whitaker, right? Yeah, Force Whitaker. Thank you. Um, the girl is supposed to be his daughter. And they actually had a scene where they show that, but it got cut. Interesting. I I think, but that's her, that's his daughter. Um, And that's why she's willing to be more violent than most rebels. But to her, you know, Beckett and his team, they're bad guys. They're, they're, just other, yeah. they're just other bad guys, I man, and they are. So, all right. You said Clippy Clips, so let's do some Clippy Clips. <sighs> all right, I got a few of this movie, and honestly, most of them are um, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well.
1: I think he brought some gravitas to this movie.
2: He brings it to every movie he's in. I Basically, since he came back in the... I don't know what it is, but like after he did the Hunger Games, he's just become awesome again. Yeah, and, and, you know I just like before the Hunger Games, he was just a dude that kind of looked weird, but now he's—I want him in everything. I don't know, I just you know him—he made uh, the, the Bonnie and Clyde movie better, and so anyway, Clippy yeah. clips, here we go.
1: Everybody stand oh. back! What's that supposed to be? This is a thermal detonator that I just armed. That's a rock.
0: No, it's not.
1: Yes, it is. And you just made a clicking sound with your mouth. Please tell me this isn't your plan. No, this is.
2: (laughs) That actually made me laugh. And he goes... (laughs) Uh, That's just funny. All right, here we go. You just made a clicking
1: sound with your mouth. It's uh, kind of what we do here uh, every week on the podcast. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what we do. We just make clicky noises.
1: <laughs> and, uh, nice.
2: Yeah. Uh, you have to capture the name of the movie in your movie. Um,
1: Solo.
0: Okay, uh, can, I, can I pause there just a moment? Yeah, did that bother you? It did bother me. Yeah. Not that we find out there that we hear the name of the movie.
2: The way that he gets his name—it's by some low-level uh, dude at the ass end of the universe. He's like, "Huh, I'm going to call you." I, I, he could have called him Lone Star. or You know, it could have been something ah, like the baseball ah, reference. You know, I he, mean, ah, because he's
0: by himself, he calls him Solo, and that's yeah. his last name now. Yeah. To yeah. me, that it cheapens.
2: It I, cheapens. I would have liked it better if Solo had done it. Done it. He's like, who are your people? He's like, I have no people. I'm by myself. So call me Solo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Had he done it, maybe that yeah. would have been a little bit better. But I don't know. That just, I didn't like that moment in the, when I was watching it in the theater, when this came out, it's, that moment bothered me.
2: It's kind of an eye roll. It, it kind of is an eye roll. Um. This is a few seconds of him of, of our of our Han acting. I'm I, not acting. Well he is acting, of course, but this part made me laugh, like out loud. I just like the way he says this. Read him to the beast. The beast, wait, there's a beast, hold on, move it. I <laughs> just like the way he says that. The beast? I just I think it's a great line. This is great. Read <laughs> him to the beast. The beast, wait, there's a beast, hold on. Move it. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, this also made me laugh.
1: you Beckett. You killed Singh.
2: Pushed her. Pretty sure the fall killed her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. Uh, that that character, by the way, they talk about him killing, is uh, a bounty hunter that plays uh, throughout the uh, Clone Wars series. So that's why they use that name, because it matters. Uh, I don't remember what this is. Still, oh, never mind. I remember this now. Uh, I, I I miswrote the, I, I wrote still one us. It's still on us. Um, okay, by the way, here's another thing that's kind of annoyed me. And I didn't notice it until The Force Awakens. You know, in the beginning, er, in Star Wars, A New Hope, and they're escaping from the Death Star, and the four TIE fighters are flying around, shooting the Falcon, and they're, they're just kind of parked, and they're letting the the two guys in the guns shoot at them. It Mm -hmm. never occurred to me until the force awakens because so they climb up the ladder and then they sit in the chair. And I always assumed that he's looking out the window as the chair is looking out the window. So the chair would, would be, he would be, if you're on the top gun, you're leaning, gravity is holding you in the chair and you're looking out into space, shooting the gun. And in Luke's case, he was on the bottom he 's sitting, and he 's strapped in, and gravity's pushing him down, and he 's holding on, and he 's shooting the gun. But then in, in the force awakens when we see it, and in the last Jedi, you see that the chair is in fact perpendicular to the ground, like a chair would be right and mm-hmm. or parallel not perpendicular, parallel to the ground, like, the, like a chair would be, and that the gun is just underneath you, and you have to use that little dumb radar thing to sh- to see where you 're shooting because if you 're shooting behind you, you have no idea what you 're shooting at right. Uh-huh. So Beckett, so when Beckett's doing the same thing and he's shooting in that slow-ass cannon that they had instead of the big four-gun that Han would upgrade with later, it really made me think of, he has no idea what he's shooting at. That little thing with the arrows is what's telling him where to shoot, which seems highly (laughs) inefficient. You know what I'm saying? It just seems, uh, I know, it's dumb. It's a dumb thing, and it all became because, you know, it was a cool scene in Star Wars, but... And I guess it works when, you're, when your ship is stationary and you're using those weapons like AA guns on a battleship. But in a high-speed pursuit, it doesn't quite work. Well, anyway, anyway, but this, this line made me laugh.
0: Did you hear me? Are they on us? Like rationale on a Kylak. I, I don't know what that means. Like a Gengerson pelt.
1: But like, are they or aren't they? Yes, they're still on us.
2: <laughs> and, okay, so that part the part that made me laugh out loud, I mean like tears I don't know why it got me just I was in a mood last night, and when I captured it for the the podcast tonight, it still made me laugh.
1: You just lost the cannon
2: I really hurt my thumbs. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that's so funny. but That's just so the
1: way he says it. You really do feel for the <laughs> poor guy. You really hurt his thumbs. I really hurt my thumbs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's so funny. I'm trying to laugh <laughs> quietly because the rest of the apartment's gone to sleep. Okay, all right.
0: And now for some more bad news.
2: Ready? Um, Harrison, Revo- Harrison Ford revealed that he's seen the movie and thinks it's phenomenal, but skipped out on the premiere with the rest of the cast because he didn't want to steal um, Alden uh, Aaron, Aaron uh Moment of Glory, which I think is actually pretty awesome of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, I told you there was a lot of trivia. I, I scrolled through. I would list, I I'd would see. I'd read one and then skip like six and then read one and then skip like six. So the goal, you know what
1: would have been great? Yeah.
2: Had this movie been told
1: as a story to his son, like he's holding his son as an infant.
2: Like a young Ben Solo. A long, young Ben
1: Solo yeah. and Harrison Ford telling him the stories of his escapades. That would
2: have been oh. kind of neat, actually. So let me right? tell you about the time that I did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Is it with mom? No, I I didn't get with your mom yet. I was uh, with another chick. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to... Yeah, <laughs>
1: almost like... Um,
2: How I Met Your Mother.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like How I Met, or even... Oh, God, what's the movie? Um, Princess Bride, right? Yeah. Where where it's the grandfather telling the story to the son in the who's sick in bed, and the son keeps interrupting him with, with questions
2: like that. That would have been an interesting... Way to do it. Like he's getting ready to, you know, escape the, the big space. Yeah, and the kid goes, really? They're like, wait, wait, wait. There's, there's giant <laughs> leviathans oh. that live in clouds uh, in the space? Yes. Right, I like that. All right. <laughs> let's do it. The golden fer- fer- tittle- fertility, uh, fer- fertility, yeah, that's the right word, idol from the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark is on a table in Dryden Boss's meeting room. Really? Yeah, it's well. kind of funny. Uh, Solo was, Han Solo was originally going to appear in the Battle of Kashyyyk in Star Wars Episode 3, in which he was an orphaned 10-year-old who was being raised by Chewbacca, helps Obi-Wan to locate and find General Grievous by finding part of a transmitter droid that was sending signals from Utapau. I'm glad they didn't do that, mm-hmm. because that would have, I think, been dumb.
1: Person. Yeah, because I love the way they introduced Chewie. I, in do, this too. I really do, I really do. I really great. do. And L three thirty
2: seven L three. Her the memory is uploaded into the Millennium Falcon in the radio adaptation of Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, nineteen eighty. Which I didn't know was a thing, and now I want to go find because I've done. I've listened to the radio adaptation for A New Hope. C-3PO says he's having difficulty talking to the Falcon's computer because she is, quote, rather rude. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, that goes that, and this goes Excuse to... Excuse me
0: while I whip this out.
2: We just decided to simply... There's now been, what, like 10... Oh, by the way, um, did you... I know you guys saw uh, Warwick, uh, Warwick <laughs> Davis at this, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, if, if you've got... Uh what's his name Ron Howard directing yeah he might as well have
2: have Willow which was really cool Um, he's been like they're making a sequel he's making in what I think you've told me that before I think you have Um, yeah uh, he's been in like 10 of the Star Wars movies it's pretty awesome yeah so anyway good for him he's awesome I love I love him
1: I didn't think he was still alive.
2: You know, if there was actually, if I could meet one of the characters, like a, an actor from the Star Wars universe that's not, you know... One of the mains? Yeah, one of the mains. It would be him. Be like, what yeah. it, You yeah. know? I just think that'd be cool. He just seems like a cool dude. I don't know why. He just does. Uh, so we just decided to simply do Star Wars movies. Any in the Star Wars um, pantheon, all those weird little offshoots that no one saw from the 80s and... uh and whatever, just whatever, whatever one we wanted to do. Andrew, you get to go first because that's the way we do it. I don't know why my voice is getting the so
0: goes out to uh, the Family Guy retelling of stuff. Star- <laughs> well, yeah, those are great. <laughs> and Robot Chicken. Um, those, are, those are much better than this. Brilliant. Um, but no, um, I have three favorite Star Wars films. And... Rogue One, I'm going to start and go the opposite way. We usually go three, two, one. 1, but Rogue One, to me, is at the top. It, it's probably, it, it's, it's just, it's a really good story. And it is well done. It's well acted. Um, it sets up so well the other movies. And I really like Rogue One. Uh, so that's my number one. Number two is going to be The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number one, A New Hope. I mean, excuse me, number three, A New Hope.
2: Interesting. All right. Oh, wow. Same. Yeah.
1: Well, I've got, uh, I've got my number three as Rogue One. I, I totally agree with, with Andrew in terms of some of the new stuff. Um, I love that they told this story. And I'm, I'm a sucker for war stories. And if there ever was a Star Wars story, this was this was a perfect way to tell it. Yeah. Um, and in just a few minutes of screen time, some of these characters you get attached to. Um, I can never remember their names, but um, you've got your your uh, blind. Uh, oh, Johnny Yen, he's great. Johnny Yen, right? And you've got all these other guys that you're just you're just cheering for and it's just heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking um my number two um actually uh same as andrew the force awakens um i finally got that feeling back right because he had all these horrible prequels and they come out with you know Episode uh seven and you're like oh dear is it going to be a prequel is it going to be something good thank god george lucas isn't doing it but you know, JJ, come on, you know, bring back the magic. And he told the same story, like we said before. He just does it so well. And it got the magic back to me. But my number one Star Wars movie is uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right? It, uh, it deepens the story, it expands it, and it has. Uh, it, uh, I, I enjoy that movie a lot.
2: So there you go. Well, I don't even need to say my top 3 cuz it's the exact same thing as yours. Are you serious? Rogue One, Force <laughs> Awakens, Empire Strikes Back. And honestly, after maybe watching this, I'm not putting this in my top 3. But um uh, no. but because it made me think, I, I actually recently watched Rogue One. Uh my it was on TNT owns the rights to the, to show those movies and so every like every other weekend they do a big marathon. And if yeah. Rogue One is on, we, we just watch it. And my, my son loves it. He's six. He just likes watching the, the Ad Ad Walkers get blown up. He just <laughs> thinks that's just really cool. Um, so I might even switch Rogue One with The Force Awakens. I don't know. I, I like both of those movies a lot. I have, mm-hmm. honestly, my, my, my dumb issues with The Force Awakens. I have less, honestly, issues with Rogue One. So maybe I should switch the two. I don't know. Maybe I should. Yeah. Um,. But then I have Empire as my number my number one also because I think it's the best film um, yep. of the original trilogy and of all of them. And you're right; it deepens everything. and And that was again that was the argument people said like, "Oh, you can't have new force powers being introduced in the movie." Oh, like, yeah, that's what in they the last, did in, in Empire. Did Stri- yeah, the Last Jedi. Like, you can't you introduce now. You can communicate through through space with force. Well, in at a new hope there weren't blue ghosty peoples and all of a sudden an empire <laughs> Obi Wan's walking around sitting on logs. Like Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. You you mean to tell me that we thing we've established early on we can do later on? Yes. So anyway, whatever. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I'm done. My point is that that's that's my, my three are the same. Maybe I'll switch also, Force Awakens with Rogue One. I don't know.
1: I was surprised when I was doing my list that I didn't have any of the other two original trilogy. Movies in my top three, yeah. at this point.: yeah. But I would, I, would, I would rather watch "Force Awakens" over Hope or, or uh, Jedi. It, I think Return.
0: new hope for me is in my top three, this is for nostalgic reasons, because yeah. it's, yeah. it's the one.: that you, It's the original.: Yeah, you kind of thought, It got it started. First, yeah. It's the first one that I, was, that I ever watched when I was little.
2: And honestly, it's, it's kind of tame enough. You could watch it with your kid, like like I could sit and watch that with my six year old and not feel guilty about it. You know, the Force okay. Awakens is a little bit darker, yeah. it's a little bit more violent. There's a little bit more death happening, so like I probably won't watch that with him. Yeah, not now, but I, I can sit and watch a New Hope. There's nothing wrong with that. So I just wish, honestly, I just wish because now that Disney owns 20th Century Fox, I just want Disney to release. Original. The, the original the original theatrical version to the movie on Blu-ray and then I'll buy them. Yeah,
1: he, you know what I would love to see? The cut of the prequels by Topher Grace.
2: I'm sorry. Have you heard what? about that? Topher Grace, the, the actor that to, played Not Topher Grace.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, the uh, the actor from um that seventies show. He know? apparently has made a cut of the prequels that is that edits them into a decent movie.
2: I have not ever heard of that. The fact that you said yeah, Topher Grace it. made me question your sanity. Um, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah. Um,
1: but apparently he's edited them to to a point where they're, they're salvageable.
2: Huh. The Topher Grace cut. The actor had previously recut the three prequels into a single film. While also editing Peter Jackson's The Hobbit trilogy into a single film. Oh, I don't yep. have to watch See? this. See? All right.
1: <laughs> and now if I could, if you find that, if, or if any any listeners or, or any listener um, knows where to find that to watch that, I will absolutely
2: yeah, that'd be, be in debt. <coughs> Alright. Wait, yep. what's supposed to happen? This is part of the show where I we do our out of ten, so I can wrap up and go to bed because um, I feel like crap. Um, out of ten, guys, give me your your list. Out of ten uh, for this movie, Solo, a Star Wars movie story. Tales. I'm
0: I'm gonna stay pretty close to IMDb on this one. I'm gonna give it a seven point one.
1: All right, and I'm right there with Andrew. Uh, uh, this is a fun flipping movie. Go see it. Seven point two four. All right.
2: Uh, I too liked this movie. I thought it's fun. The little things that are kind of not great about it. There's a a thousand movies out there that are really good movies to watch and that are fun and entertaining. They have those little stupid things that you don't like. Um, like the annoying robot and some other stuff. You know, handlebar, uh, pilot stuff. Um. (laughs) Uh. I like this movie a lot. I'm going to give it a 7.4 something. 4 2. That looks fine. There you go. That's our movie. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I really did. And I enjoyed rewatching it, honestly. I, um, and I got to watch it with a guy that had never seen it before. So he had a good time with it, too. I had to explain the whole Darth Maul thing at the end, but, you know, it's fine. Nice. Because he didn't watch the show. Next week, we were doing something oh, cool. different. So next week, Sam is gone. And I think the week after that, you're gone. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, We got you off for two weeks. You're on family vacation. So right now, it's just Andrew and I. We'll figure something out. We're going to do a live episode of Here It Comes. Wait for it. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) We're doing a live review. It's going to be fun. Um, Somebody else will join us on the show. I don't know who yet. That I'll find that out. We'll 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 get some we'll get something going on. Um, if there's someone on the, the show that you're like, hey, I'd really like it if you can guys get because you've had we've had guests on before. If we could, could you bring back such and such? Maybe we'll do that. Maybe if you guys send an email, tweet, or Facebook message and say, hey, it'd be cool if you could bring your brother-in-law back on, or if you could bring uh, Aaron Rodgers, not the not the quarterback, but the other one on, or one of the other guys we've had on the show. Um, just let us know what you guys think if, if, if not, if well, otherwise I'll just pick some random dude maybe I'll make, one <coughs> of my, I'll make one of my roommates participate I don't know, anyway, that's our show that was really fun, thank you guys so much for listening um, this is of course the part of the show where I wrap this up and say leave us a review on iTunes Google Play, YouTube, mostly iTunes go there, that'd be great CheapSeatReviews.com is a thing um at facebook no at cheap Seat cast is us on twitter facebook.com slash cheap Seat reviews is our facebook page uh cheap no cheap Seat reviews at gmail.com sorry guys gosh is uh, our email address and uh yeah go do those things leave us a review it'd be really great appreciate it oh by the way just real last thing i want to say before we totally wrap this out um I, I, I didn't notice it. I didn't know until today when I was looking into the cast that John Powell, our beloved composer that did one of the greatest film scores of all time in How to Train Your Dragon, was the film yep. composer for this movie. Yep. And I thought he was, I thought it was brilliant. I really did. It was
1: excellent. Yeah.
2: The, the perfect, literally, when I use the word note as in like the note of a song, not like the actual note to hit the keyboard. But, like, when they jump into the the thing and the two look at each other and you hear the song. Like, like all those little moments that happen throughout the movie where you got this familiarity along with the new theme of the movie were great. I thought it was perfect. I really did. So, John Powell, you're the man. Um, Go make more music. Um, That's going to do it for us. We're going to see you next week for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you for listening and good night.